This is The Pool. I'm Rain Comer, your host, and this is episode 33. Alrighty, what's up, what's up, what's up, yo? We are back again with another video podcast. <laughs> so The Pool is back again for another week. Last week we did the vampire thing. Please be sure to check out that episode in the show notes. Ah man, um, it's been it's been a, it's been a week, and it's only like what Wednesday. So um, if you are on the social media thing, hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred, YouTube and Instagram at Carefree Black Nerd. Let's let's get right to it, man. There have been a few things that have dropped, and of course, with nerds, there is going to be conversation and opinions around every single piece of everything. You already know it's coming. So the, uh, we're going to go over a couple things today, uh, mainly a few trailers that have dropped, some shows that I've maybe seen a little bit of, a book that I read, just not the major. Um, starting off, we're going to go with the Madam Web trailer. So the Madam Web trailer just dropped. And I have to say, to me, in my opinion, I think it is an interesting and fun looking trailer. Um, these are some characters that I am not 100% familiar with, but they have gone on a ride. And uh, I don't know, if you ain't seen it, let's, let's just go ahead and play it and then I'll give you my thoughts. Hey, come on, get your stuff. Let's go. Let's try that again. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Until one moment changed everything. Come on! Welcome back to the land that we're living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having vision. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. What do you want from me? New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. This is an emergency. Get off the train. That man's trying to kill you. What? Who are you? What is going on? I can see the future. Oh, what the hell? She didn't see that coming? That's <laughs> not how it works. I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Wait, I recognize you. You live in my building. You're the paramedic. Yeah, you almost ran me over. You don't think this is weird? How we're all connected? Honestly, like the least weird thing that's happened all day. I have no idea what those girls are called. I think he can see into the future. He's trying to change what happens. Julia, get down! Why don't you scare the Why do you 
Your future was almost so different. If you want to live, you have to trust me. showing off maybe a little yo so it is interesting i'll say that i think the trailer it looks really good i think whoever edited put that together it looks fun they had a fun time doing it i think based off the trailer which that's what you want i think it's worth watching now there have been a few comments concerns issues <laughs> <laughs> a voice from people online, some folks saying that, oh, this doesn't look good. And I'm like, eh, I, it looked good to me. It look, it made me want to watch it. Um, There were some complaints, some complaints about Madam Webb not being older. And I get that, but I also understand what we're dealing with in Hollywood. Hell, even though Aunt May was played by Marissa Tomei, she still looked like to Marissa Tomei. She don't look like this old, decrepit woman who's, you know, gray all over and ailments and whatnot. Um, what I will say is we don't know how this movie is going to end. For all we know, because homegirl Zoe Deschanel <laughs> lookalike um, can see the future as Madam Web, as we saw throughout the trailer, perhaps she is old. And then let's talk about that baby, that baby that was uh, she gave birth to. Could that have been herself? Um, I'm making speculations because I am not familiar with these characters. So for me, this is fun based off the strength of me not being 100% familiar with these folks at all. So I'm getting something new. Yeah, it could be bad. It could be terrible. It could be the worst thing that Sony has ever put out. But it still looks like it's kind of fun. So um, I don't have as much skin in the game as maybe other nerds who are Spider-Man stands. I enjoy me some Spider-Man, some animated series, some, you know, old reliable, faithful storylines and whatnot, but I can't truly say that I am a Spider-Man stand. So let me know what you guys think. What is going on with the trailer? Is that something that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see it? Or you're like, ah, another Sony flop. Either way, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see what's going on. Because I do like the, um, what I do like about the Sony projects or kind of what they're doing be they good or bad is that they're in the same position that marvel was in back in what 2006 ish um where you have limited toys in your toy box and you just have to make it work and without having spider-man front and center and everything i think this is an interesting way to address a lot of the characters you already have morbius did what it did i'm not gonna weigh in on that that was not my ministry that was not something i was interested in seeing um venom did you know numbers people enjoy seem to enjoy that all that being said we can have um opinions about the movie because it's art is art art is meant to be discussed um critiqued and all that nobody is above critique uh but again my thing with sony is that you have certain characters and you just have to make it work um i also saw someone mention and i forget was it on Instagram? I don't know. I forget, but the person was stating that <laughs> they feel like Sony is just doing shit just because they want to keep the rights to these characters. That may very well be it as well, but that doesn't mean that it won't be a hit or that piece of this won't look good. My thing, though, just looking at the trailer alone, that diner was called, I think, Four Star Diner. That diner, that should have been a Waffle House. 
I feel like if there was a Waffle House, that would probably be an entirely different movie than what we got. <laughs> but it feels a lot like um, Final Destination, of course. It feels also a lot like Happy Death Day. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm really interested to see what comes of this film, and then if it does well, does that mean that now these four individual women are they a collective? Do they get to be separate characters? Like what's when I say separate characters, I mean in the sense that, like, then is there now a, a spinoff or rollout of, like, this wide spider universe? <clears throat> Excuse me. The other thing I, I'm considering is, <sighs> spoiler for the Marvels. I'm going to get into it a little bit later, too. So, spoiler for the Marvels. Five, four, three, two, one. Level up. Level up. Level <laughs> So with the Marvels having that end credit scene where we are aware of um, the X-Men, they are alive and well in an alternate universe, which is like, shout out to them and kudos to me because I just dropped <laughs> my very own, how do we get the X-Men or the mutants into the MCU uh, B-Size podcast? So I'll definitely link that below as well. But they, with that being said, do we, with the X-Men and the multiverse and also the Into the Spider-Verse, it's very clear that at some point something is going to converge. Uh, we're we're going to have to get Miles into the MCU. We already got Peter in there with his WAP ASL. We had Kelsey Graham, which, again, phenomenal. Come on, Kelsey, you did that reprising your role as beast but again all that being said i wonder if and it's just speculation because nothing has been confirmed when that does happen because in my head canon is going to happen when that does happen do we also drag in all of the sony other projects and throw it and roll it into this umbrella of just like a humongous um uh universe shared universe or is it like the conversion in the Marvel comics where a lot of universes were, were dead and gone? They didn't make it. And whoever the writers wanted to bring over, that's what, that's what we got. So I'm wondering, uh, and this is a lot of wondering and speculation for a movie that has not even dropped yet. We just got the trailer. Um, and I believe it comes out on February 14th, so Valentine's Day, which is I, that's a pretty decent uh, release date, I think. So again, I ask you. What are your thoughts about the trailer? What are your thoughts about the characters? How are you feeling? Yay? No? Yes? No? Maybe? <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to take a break, and we will be back with some more trailer talk. Bomber clap. It seems our father's solution to every problem was to cover it up. All right, y'all. So on uh, social media, I did watch Madam Webb's trailer through and through, start to finish. Pretty good, pretty fun, solid commentary. And that was that. Now, when the What If trailer dropped, I got about a couple seconds in. And I was like, you know what? Let me chill. Let me watch this live. Let me do it for the podcast and see what's what. So we're going to get my live reaction to this <sighs> interesting trailer. Interesting trailer. What if? What if? This kid puts on quite a show. I have eyes on the target. He does not look all that threatening. Looks can be deceiving, your highness. Are you sure you do not want any backup? Ah, I'm great with kids. 
you thought the story was over. But it was only just beginning. I don't do sequels. Normally. But things have gotten a little twisted. In the multiverse. This handsome dog. John McClane, focus! All right, all right, all right. So it looks like December 22nd, um, we, we get, isn't Aquaman dropping that week? I think Aquaman is dropping that week as well. Um, interesting trailer. I love the art, the art choice. Now, I did, I was not a fan of this art style in season one. Um, it has grown on me, and it is consistent from the first season, so I do like that. Um, I think I got to the end of season one and did not finish the last episode. Yikes. Um, all in all, it looks fun. Okay, a few things. One, on the episode that I'll have linked, the one I mentioned earlier about me discussing the mutants entering the MCU, I did mention, and y'all, y'all let me know in the comments, social media, something. Do you recall... Elizabeth Olsen Olsen, Olsen, (laughs) saying that she no longer wanted to be uh, Wanda. She no longer wanted to be the Scarlet Witch. Like, she doesn't want that to be her biggest thing. And so that she died on Windegore or whatever. But what what I said in that video or in that podcast was that that could easily be a misdirect. Um, I wonder, because seeing Wanda in this trailer has me curious if because we know that what if in and of itself still has ties to the mcu at large i wonder what that means for wanda going forward i wonder especially if we're going to get young adventures with her kids and all that i i just i wonder so i wonder if because what and correct me if i'm wrong nerds the young avengers either went on a quest to find wanda or Wiccan found her with Doom in Latveria when they maybe thought she was dead. And then that, was that the Children's Crusade? What is the storyline? Y'all let me know. Let me know, nurse. Let me know on social media, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag CBN the pool. Um, I'm sorry, the pool CBN. Or let me know in the comments if you're watching this on the YouTubes. 
because I'm wondering if intentional or not, if Wanda, if Elizabeth saying that she's done with the character and the character's dead, whatever, of course we have living in the multiverse. You can recast whoever. Cause at this point, yes, she is synonymous with Wanda, but like also Wanda is Wanda. You can recast her and we'll still understand that this is Wanda. So I wonder if that may be factored in. I don't know. I'm just kind of going through my thoughts here, going through my thoughts, trying to figure out <laughs> what's what. But if you have any thoughts or opinions about it, let me know. Other thing, uh, strange, strange. I, I don't know. I wonder, and this is independent from this trailer. Y'all let me know. Is there, you know how Tony was essentially the thing that kicked off the MCU, like officially kicked it off. Now that he's gone, now that he's gone, what are you thinking? <laughs> so seriously though, now that he's gone, do we feel like, and maybe we don't, maybe there doesn't need to be one, but do we feel like there is a character who has taken up that mantle? Not necessarily beat for beat, they are now Tony Stark, because I think if anyone had that mantle, it would be Peter. But in the MCU, is there a character who you can point to post Iron Man's death that seems to be falling in line to be that kind of central character? And if not, that's fine too. I don't know. I think going, I think saying Peter may be a little um, easy, but you know, who knows? And we're still pretty early on. We're still moving pieces around. Um, but all that being said, what if looks like a really good trailer? It looks like a really good season. I will probably go back and start from episode one, season one, once the um, once the second or third episode of What If drops, if I don't just jump on the first one. We'll see. But let me know. What are your thoughts on the What If trailer? Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? How do you feel about the art style? Are there some storylines in there creeping up that you're aware of? Maybe something that's playing off of something else you've seen or you've read. I know for me, I am a bit behind with my MCU watching. I have not completed Loki at the time of this recording. I have not watched the most recent Thor. And I did not finish Secret Wars. So if there's something going on that maybe I don't know about, Spoil it, hell. Put it in the comments. <laughs> this is my punishment for not being caught up. Uh, so yeah, let's um let's go ahead and hit another break, and then we'll be back with the rest of the show. Ooh, what's this here you're cooking? It's called food, Gambit. Are you fucking dumb? You are wrong. All of you are wrong. All right, so this next um topic is i don't know a little frustrating so we know that the uh writers and the actors have been on strike for quite some time i think 189 days for the actors i forget how long for the writers and if i'm incorrect with that let me know correct me in the comments the writers there's wrapped up you know they did what they need to do sack after the um actors were still on strike they on november 9th at 12:01 a.m their new tentative agreement, 2023, their new tentative agreement uh, contract went into place. Folks celebrated. Hell, even I celebrated. I have uh, some TikTok videos on it, and I also have um, a whole B-Sides podcast about the strike and the strike being over. Now that it's over, there's some questionable videos that have come out, and the, the videos themselves aren't questionable. It's the content. There have been quite a few people who have been posting videos about their responses to the 
strike and into the contract and AI and all of that. And what does that mean for actors, both A-listers and those are who are working actors, background actors, things of that nature. Now, I'm going to um, insert two videos because I am still um, learning. I'm still learning about this contract. I'm still learning about like what that means for different people. Um, and that isn't my, that's not my leg of the industry. I'm not an actor. So instead of me trying to sift through and maybe regurgitate something, I'm just going to put in these two videos. I'm still going to make this a constant thing of um, kind of figuring out what's what. And if anyone out there, if you're actors, if you are in the industry, if you have any insight, um, awareness, resources, or whatever, please feel free to share. Please feel free to share in the comments. If you want to email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Hit me up on the uh, social medias. Like, do that if you so choose. <laughs> um, because I, I'm still trying to figure it out. So, um, without further ado, here are two videos back-to-back uh, -back they'll play from two creators on TikTok who are also actors. I'm a SAG actor, and I just got off that webinar where... Uh, Fran Drescher from her mansion and in a bathrobe uh, with some very uh, expensive looking reading glasses uh, decided to shame uh, low level people for listening to contrarians uh, about our disagreement for what this contract is going to be. Uh, there are no really any safeguards for AI for anybody who's not an A-list talent. Um, we can be denied auditions if we do not agree to consent to a digital scan upon an audition request. Um, what else? Uh, if you're a voice performer or if you're a puppeteer or if you're really or a motion capture performer, there's really nothing there for you. So uh, you might not have any job security at all. Um, if you are an A-lister, though, you're probably going to be fine. So don't worry about that. If you want to just, you know, vote yes on this contract. Voting on this fucking contract, free fucking Palestine. These people at the top of SAG leadership have no class solidarity. There is such a wage disparity between the people who actually make up the union and the people who are making the decisions for us. Uh, vote no on this contract if you want to keep your jobs, if you want to be an actor uh, in three years, if you want to be an actor for your life, say no to this contract. Let's talk about the SAG strike because I'm a member and I'm pissed. I just had an interaction on Twitter with Samantha Mathis, a member of the negotiating committee who I have no beef with, but um, I asked the question, why isn't an actor or performer defined as a human being in this new contract? I'm not sure if I'll be able to blow this photo up big enough when I get it in there, but basically she supplied language from the agreement that basically says that the, the AMPTP acknowledges that human beings are important to performance. And if they want to use synthetic objects, which are basically an amalgamation of a million performances that they feed into a blender and then spit out a synthetic actor, that if they want to use one, they, they have to talk about it. That, what does that do for us? That does nothing for actors. It doesn't protect us at all, their acknowledgement that it's important and that they'll talk about it if they want to use one. Or let's face it, a hundred. Even the DGA, who didn't even bother to strike, got in their contract that a director is defined as a human being, as did the Writers Guild, who certainly worked for it. Why would the Screen Actors Guild not insist on language that says a performer is defined as a human being? Every synthetic object that they use 
is a job taken away from an actor. It's one less contribution to our pension health and welfare fund. This is an existential threat, not just to actors, but to everyone, because if you hire a synthetic actor, guess what? They don't need to be lit. They don't need to be driven to set. They don't need to be on a call sheet. They don't need to have, be holding a, a physical prop. This is an existential threat to the industry. I know everyone's tired of strikes, but as a sag after member, I cannot vote for anything that is against our interests. And it is against our interests to not clearly define an a, a performer as a human being. Yeah, man, that that is concerning. Now, me, I'm not a stranger to strikes. I'm from the Midwest, from uh, Auto Industry Nation, and UAW went on strikes all the goddamn time. That's none of that is new to me. Um, that's why I'm, you know, solidarity with with anyone who wants to strike because God damn these folks is fuck you over but this synthetic actor part is really quite upsetting because like the young lady said yeah that's one person who doesn't need to be driven to set they don't need to hold a prop etc but that's also someone who let's say i do and this is just from my interpretation of the videos that i've seen i've seen so many more but i didn't want to cram them all into this one uh, episode but if i let's say i do consent so this so i consent to that let's say that's what i've done Yes, me, the actor, I may have consented, but now that's like hair and makeup, wardrobe, like who, like that's, I'm, it's not just me, the actor that is being affected. It is also, I imagine other legs of the industry that surrounds or that feed off of, or that are adjacent to, or work because of an actor, man, this is, I don't know, man, I, I, another something I mentioned I don't know, one of these B-side episodes, but it's like we're already in this apocalyptic space that we have these big movies and shit about. And it may seem like, oh, don't be dramatic. It was the, the strike episode, the B-side episode too. Um, but it's like, because the world does not look exactly like crumble buildings, giant lizards fighting, rationing for food. Like, it doesn't look the way it, it looks on in these movies. It's not mean that we're not already here. So, like, ugh, I don't know, man. Um, like I said, if you know anything about it, if you are an actor, if you're in that space, be you a voice actor, regular actor, regular? Uh, yeah, regular in-person live action actor, um, anything of the sort, any leg of the entertainment industry, and you have any insight, you know, let me know, because this is something that I am... Interested in and I'm still learning about and it is and thank thank you to all the folks who are doing the work, be it because it's your job and you're there or people who are just interested in this thing because I I'm just like thank you and I hope this works out for the good for these actors because a lot of the videos I saw were very not hopeful, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Um yeah, but let's 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 go ahead and switch gears here. Get to something a little bit more lighthearted. So, really quickly, I saw the Marvels. I have a vlog that's supposed to be coming. Whenever it's here, it'll either be linked in the cards or I'll put it in the show notes. And it's just about my experience going to see the movie. You know, the fun that I had seeing the film. Uh, but I will be, if it's not up at the time of this recording, a couple of days later, you there'll be a podcast, one of two, discussing the. Um, the the movie this was a fun movie so too long didn't read this was a fun movie 
I enjoyed it. Music was great. Cinematography was great. The story was pretty good. Um, there were some parts that, you know, kind of missed the mark for me, but they were few and far between. And even if they weren't, it's it was still a fun movie. Um, how did you feel? Did you did you see the Marvels yet? And if so, how many times have you seen the Marvels? And is this something that you enjoy? And I know there's tons of opinions about this uh, woman-led film and all that other stuff. And I'm not going to get into all of that. But you know, just let me know. Was it good to you? Was it was it good to you? <laughs> was it good to you? Did you not like it? Did you like it? Give me a little something, something. And then if you're watching this um, video, Vidya. Go ahead and put a, I don't know, put a star emoji in the comments. Give me a little star emoji. Let me know if you like to give me a star. If you didn't like it, give me like a, give me a moon <laughs> or something or something. So I have not been consuming as much media as I would have liked, you know, life, all that stuff getting away. We get tired, busy and all that. But I have finished, well, I finished one series and I started another. So Okay, let me just start with the one that I started. So the family business. This show is hilarious, and it is not supposed to be. I love me a good old down home BET original esque film like property movie show. This has a lot of like you know familiar faces. It is just a a beautiful show. My only really big complaint about the show is the audio. I don't know who did like the editing for the audio, but it's a bit off at times. There are times where I can watch maybe, let's say, 20 minutes straight and be fine. But when they switch scenes, for some reason, the 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 vocals are extremely low and then the background music is so i don't know yeah okay let me let's let's reverse that i don't know if the if the voices are too low or if the background music is too high but i know i'm only on the third episode and the audio has been kicking my butt the first episode was really good um i i just i love it cuz it feels like it is a um it feels like an indie production where folks came together and it was like, we have a vision. We want to get this story out. And the story itself, I'm very interested in wealthy black family. Uh, are they in Chicago? I do not know where they are in the show. If you know, let me know. I, I, I know, I know the dad was from Detroit. Cause he said he got out of Detroit. I'm going to assume California and not Chicago because Detroit is only about four hours from Chicago. I'm going to assume LA. I don't know. Whatever. Y'all just let me know because I'm not looking it up. <laughs> but it is a fun show. This black family, they're wealthy, uh, on this, um, this car lot, but then it's not quite what it seems because this car lot is like helping them to, um, have some sway in the political arena. It's this show is bonkers. At one point, one of the guys who, who wants to run for mayor or governor is running against a lady who the family from the family business supports. And he's like, No, if she loses in the primaries, then I'll back you. But then that guy gets some suppliers of drugs, I don't know, car parts, maybe both, who are supplying the black family because this is a um latin family he's like yeah we'll get them to show them a lesson and then they send their son to kind of threaten them then there's this asian family where the, <laughs> the son comes into the car shop 
at night. And I don't know if he was like, I know he was delivering a message, but it was the way I don't know. It felt it felt weird. I think when I watched it, it maybe didn't feel as weird, but remembering it, I'm like, why is he here? Like right here, where where's the daytime? And so the the matri- the patriarch, the black dad, he roughs him up. He's like, Yeah, man, I don't shoot the messenger. He's like, Tell your dad, not forget where he came from. It this show, this show is off the freaking wall. There, the the Latin son gets kidnapped by the black family, and then the black family has to give up one of their family members as like collateral and instead of like the the one of the daughters and mind you these are all adults none of these people are like 16 when i say daughters and sons these people are like in their 30s these grow people and they all live in the same house this show is so freaking wild uh but the dad has from 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 where i'm at where i am with the show he has um uh, older daughter, let's just say she's uh, played by Tammy Roman. Let's say she's, I don't know, 42. Then he has the younger daughter who's a twin. There's fraternal twins, a boy and a girl. And they're, let's say, let's say 27. Then he has the eldest son, we'll just say 43. And then there's the middle son, we'll just say 30. And I'm only giving out these numbers because I, I want you to understand these are not children. These are not early 20s. And so a, a bunch of shit go down and dad is like, okay, we got to give up a child for collateral for the Latin child. And then the guy, the, the Latin son that they have, a Latino son who they have captured, the dad shows up at this bar where the eldest daughter is on a date cheating on her husband with this white man. And then they're like, yeah, we could just take your daughter. It's like, no, don't take my daughter. I'll give you one of my sons. And so the dad gives up the son who is the gay son who they've established. He is not proud of, or doesn't really like, he don't hate him, but he don't have reverence for him. Like he does this show. Every stereotype, every trope like it is so bad is good and it's so good is bad like i <laughs> it, then like this is just a wild bonkers show if you have seen this show please hit me up on social media let me know that you have seen this show i, I, I don't spoil it for me well i don't know okay wait this this is the last thing i'm gonna say about it the daughter, who plays by Javicia Nicole, who played Batwoman, also I know her from Black and Sexy TV. Shout out to them. She, for the for like the first two episodes, she kept shouting about her dad sending her to boarding school, and like to me, it was just like a throwaway line, but um, almost just to like amplify the fact that you didn't let her like she's the youngest girl so you're treating her a certain way and she's like the fuck up and everybody knows that she's gonna like have wild boyfriends and live on the edge whatever and she kept saying that and i was like okay maybe this is just her being like you didn't see me as equal to my siblings you treat me with kid gloves that's what i thought so there comes a point where she and I'm, I think I missed a whole portion of like the second episode because they have the uh, Latino son locked up in this room in this random warehouse. But instead of like like a prison cell where he's in handcuffs or um, 
I'm just in a cell or something. This man is handcuffed, not just like at the wrist. He's handcuffed at the wrist and at the ankles, but laying on this like gurney that you would put somebody on like in, in a war if they were injured. It's so, I'm in this big white room with his shirt off random so she comes that's why i think i missed a, a huge chunk of like episode two homegirl comes in there javicia batwoman and she's like seducing him and i was like okay hold up let's take this back i feel like no matter what your sexual preference if you are chained to a gurney that is two inches off the floor clothing ripped up you beat up because these men been whooping your ass. The last thing you would be concerned about is fucking. At least I thought. She was like, oh, give me the secrets, baby. It was so terrible. So I say all that to say she ended up uncuffing him to let him pee. He hit her and ran out. And there's this whole big fight or whatever. And No, no, he didn't run out. I'm sorry. She killed him. <laughs> like, what? And I say all of that to get back to the boarding school thing. All the siblings who who showed up to see that she had killed him, they're like, oh, you killed your twin brother because he's with this the Latino daddy. They go and talk to their dad, and the dad is like, how could you? She's like, you sent me to boarding school. You sent me to be an assassin. What? What are we talking about? So she didn't literally say assassin, but it's like, like she's a mercenary. She's some sort of like trained killer. So again, I have to get... This show is so crazy. I have to get back. I, I have to go back and watch episode two and go forward because I think what they're saying is that she didn't go to a boarding school or not a regular school. It was actually like, this is a school for killers or something. And I was like, even if that's the case, you are terrible at this. Like, yes, this man hit you. He's trying to get free. You mean to tell me at villain assassin school they never taught you how to just take somebody down, like shoot them in the knee, maybe like choke them out? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is so crazy, and it's so funny because her brother is just like he's just this young gay dude who runs a event coordinating uh, company, and he's like he's so far removed from the mess of the family. And I know he's going to live. He got well. I don't know. So this show is great. He might end up dead. I don't know. But like. <laughs> show is so wild so again if you've seen the family business let me know leave something in the comments um or hit me up on the social medias carefree blur tiktok and, and twitter and and let me know what are your thoughts on the family <laughs> so let's take a break and then we'll we'll be back to go ahead and wrap up this show <laughs> Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, y'all. So another show that I watched. <laughs> this is so funny. Fatal Attraction. No, 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 no. That isn't it. It is Fatal Seduction. This is an African show. Um, and honestly, it's really good. It almost felt like a book. You know, some adaptations or some some shows and movies just feel like a like a book and i don't know if this one was based off a book i looked it up and i couldn't find anything that said it was but i couldn't find anything that said it wasn't either and it is about this couple this, well this woman and and unfulfilled marriage she's been with this man for 20 plus years and secrets come out and again this is spoilers for all this because it's wild as heck um 
it is a wild, bonkers, nonstop ride. And I mean that, like, there's some shows that are just like, they're good drama. Like, watch them. It's dramatic. This was, like, there, there was a lot going on. And the woman had an affair with a younger man. And she's a professor at a college. And her husband is a judge. And her, her daughter is this college student who has this uh, best friend that's a white girl who's a lesbian who's pining after her and they have a thing that's not a thing and then the daughter meets this random guy online but never seen his face it's a whole like I'm not even going to get deep into the story because I just think you need to watch it it is crazy and there is a bit of a slow burn but it isn't really slow it maybe lasts for a couple episodes but in the midst of that slow burn you're there's so many other things happening that the slow burn part quote unquote I don't think it's bothersome because you're you're so visually stimulated by so much other things so many other things but one thing I do want to address that really pissed me off in that show is that I don't know. Okay, two things. Okay, I'm (laughs) going. One thing that made me mad, but I'm also like, perhaps it's me being American. And if that's the case, then I'm good with that. Like, if if there's anyone who is African, so I think, I think they're, God damn it, where, where do they, where are they? I have to look it up. But the daughter, her scenes, they are stating she's in college. Her mom is a professor. And for the longest of time, I didn't realize that the daughter was supposed to attend the same school that her mom was a professor, which that, I don't, it just, it was, I don't think that was done well. The thing that pissed me off, and I say pissed me off, but like, to be quite honest, it was just a little annoying. She, the daughter, it felt like the show didn't know if they wanted her to be in high school or in college. And for this show and the content and the things that happen, it's very important to make a distinction if she's in high school or college. Now, I say that as an American who has a very clear idea of what it is to be in high school, what it is to be in college here in America. I, until I'm proven wrong, I still feel like the show did not I couldn't make up its mind and it's nothing about the girl being a virgin. It's nothing about like anything relating to that. But it just felt like some of the interactions and some of the ways that some a lot of these scenes were kind of acted. I don't know. It just felt like they had this borderline thing where she could have been a high school student. And so I'd have to sit with that a little bit longer to get the right verbiage for it. But I know watching, I was like, this just does not feel confident like the decision to make her a college student did not feel like it was a confident one made because she kind of backslid into certain behaviors where i was like what are you are you not in high school are you not like a a, a um, junior but whatever so that's my only big complaint and even that pales in comparison in comparison to all of the good drama and action that went on in the secrets like there. I pride myself on someone who can kind of figure out the movie or the mystery or the ending before the ending comes. It's it's not too many times where I'm not right. And I like that. And maybe that neural spicy part, but I like it. But this, I guess I could have guessed this, but I was so distracted by so many other things that were happening that there's a certain something that occurs that I, if I had have been more focused 
I probably would have saw it, but I did not. And I don't even feel bad about it. When when it when it when it when the thing manifested, I was like, ah, y'all got me. So I'd say if you like a good mystery, a good drama, if you like secrets being unfolded, folks finding out stuff they ain't supposed to, stuff from years ago coming back to bite butt folks in the butt, and crime and murder and mafia types of, like this is the show. For you, man. <laughs> come, come, come. Not too much, though. <laughs> All right, y'all. And uh, shout out to John from the John Effect Podcast, my homeboy. Just um, made me aware of another trailer, which is I, I'm just going to play it. We're going to play it, and we can definitely get to it. So let me go ahead and. Welcome to the American Society of Magical Negroes. The name needs a little updating, maybe like magical black people, or I guess that doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, so March 22nd, 2024, we have the American Society of Magical Negroes. Now, my first initial reaction was, oh, what? But then I was like, mm, you know what? Are we getting our own magical school for Negroes? Because I know that this is a play on words. This is not like token Negro, magical Negro. It's nothing like that. I'm 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 interested. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea what this is. I have no recollection. I ha- I don't know if this is based off of anything or if this is someone's um idea pulled right out of their head. I don't know if this is a book. I don't know none of that. I'm excited to learn what happens going forward. Um so right now with a 24 second teaser trailer, preview trailer, it, it, it's melanated. There's some beautiful folks off up in that thing. And so I'm ready to see a little bit more. So we'll see. If you are aware of this, you know, if it's based on something or you're just familiar with it, let me know. Uh, let me know in the comments. Uh, put a put a um, a wizard emoji <laughs> or something or uh, hit me up on that social media. And let me know. Yeah, I know about this. How you don't know about this? And you a nerd. <laughs> I don't care. Cuss me out. I just want to know. Um, so that's that. There was a game. No, no, I'm lying. Not a game. There is a it because it looks like a game. There is a series hitting Netflix. I think on the 14th or the 15th, and it's it, it's it's Dune esque. Like it has that look, that Star Wars look. Um, as far as the details are concerned, I don't have much. I'm just just coming off memory. And there are two characters. I think there is a, a taller black guy with locks and a sh- kind of slightly shorter black woman with longer hair and they're adorned in that dunish style apocalyptic futuristic clothing and i was like damn what is this then i saw additional photos of whatever this thing is i know it's on it's coming to netflix um and i saw like a uh probably a, a full photo of like maybe eight or nine people so it looks pretty interesting um whatever it is i'll put the name of it in the show notes because i don't remember off the top of my head right now but it was pretty cool um 
Yeah, that's that. Now, I did read a book. I did read a book. I read a Street Fighter Loot Crate book. Now, this one, um, in my X-Men Marvel comics, I am a bit behind, quite a bit behind. And so I've been slowly like taking stock of different books and trades that I already own and kind of going through those as well. And this one, however minimal, was an interesting read. So I don't know if you guys remember Loot Crate from back in the day. A lot of podcasts had different sponsorships with them and whatnot. And I do not know how I came in possession of like so much Loot Crate stuff. Like I have pens, I have books, I have like plushies, I have toys. I, have, I do not know. I do not recall how I've got things, but there is this Street Fighter hyper looting book. For those of you in YouTube land, you see this book. Now, this book, it's a Loot Crate exclusive. So in my mind, I was thinking this is just like a fun one and done Street Fighter comic sponsored by or like executive produced by Loot Crate or something. Boy, was I wrong. When they say Loot Crate exclusive, this the setting of this book is a loot crate warehouse. Like it is quite literally. And then, so let me go to the creative team really quickly. The writer is Matt Moylan. Uh, main story art is Jeffrey Chamba Cruz. Double spread art, Hanzo Steinbach, Edwin Hong, Gonzalo Ord Ordonez, um, Long Vo. And there's a union staff here. Now, this is interesting because every civilian character in the book has a like title card for them like who that they, their name and what they are and i was like oh are these actual loot crate employees so there's angela the designer there's jack the merchandise buyer there's kevin the warehouse associate alex who's in production so i don't know if these are actual people i imagine they are because then we get to because this this book ain't nothing but a bunch of fights and that's quite literally every page every spread is a bunch of fights but then there's brian who's the in, in charge of returns and exchanges tyler the software engineer dylan who's in marketing mandy who's merchandise buyer Teresa, who's in sourcing and then we get to a fight this is why i think these are real people where i think we have the is it the owner yeah matthew the co-founder and chris the co-founder and i'm like this is this is cool, but like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's truly like a Loot Crate book is at a Loot Crate facility and the gang, so the Street Fighter characters, the good guys, quote unquote good guys, they're looking for a particular Loot Crate box. You know, Loot Crate has those small boxes, probably big enough for like a like an eight ball or something. And they're looking for a particular one to get it before the bad guys do. And so every page is a full spread of a ginormous fight with different street fighter characters and it's actually pretty good um and then you get to the end to find out m bison has the box i was like oh no he has the box and he's gonna whoop our butt and so he opens it up and surprise surprise the item that he's looking for is already gone and i know it's a comic and i know it's you know all fun and games but i was like bro that box is like maybe a pound if that you couldn't feel that that box was empty <laughs> <laughs> and then this other guy, because I haven't watched or uh, played Street Fighter in, in uh, decades, probably. Some dude come back, he's like, yeah, you were fighting for nothing because I stole this from him before his cronies could get to it. And I was like, okay, well, you could have you saved us all this time of fighting, but thank you. Um, but I don't know who this is. I don't know. 
most of these people are, but this is a fun freaking comic. So I think if you can get your hands on it, go ahead and check it out. I, honestly, if if I had my hands on this when I was younger, I probably would have ripped this up and like hung these these pages on my wall or something. I might uh, frame something. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, online it was a pretty pretty fun fun read. Didn't take me long, like maybe a couple minutes. But the artwork is really nice. The story is pretty good. You got Guile who's just calling around to the different folks on his team to figure out how they're outsourcing finding the box mission is going so that's pretty cool so if you know of any street fighter comics that are not loot crate <laughs> sponsored let me know because i'd like to get into those as well i know there was a street fighter anime i know there were the live action movies and of course the game uh i'm not a gamer used to be as a child and so i'm unfamiliar with all that but if you have any insight of course let me know i regard my responsibilities as a black writer as someone who must bear witness, someone who must record the way it used to be. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Maybe I can't go anywhere without thinking that you're there. Gotta be having deja vu Cause if I might I want you here Get on the next plan, girl Girl Is it because I'm missing you That I'm having deja vu <laughs> Y'all, if I could say for real, you would be able to tell me shit so, um, yeah, this has been The Pool. Thank you guys so much for chilling out, hanging out with me. Let me know your thoughts on anything that I've discussed. Is there something that I didn't discuss that maybe dropped today that I wasn't aware about? Let me know in the comments or hit me up on that Twitter or that TikTok, Carefree Blurred, um, in that drop top. No. Uh, oh, also something I recently learned, which where the fuck was I when I was a kid? Nelly and Chinky had beef. I like the way you do that right there. You just remember why you do that right there. That's all I said. I could have said, fuck the way you do that right there. Oh, puss-ass nigga, why you do that right there? I was like, well, that's how he feel. I'm going to say something. I thought it was bold. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just this big king or something. Like, I, I need to just recognize or something. Drop down and get to sleep, homeboy. There were two very clear songs where they were talking-ish about each other, but we were just in the club doing the chicken head and the heel toe, not oblivious to the fact that these two country motherfuckers hated each other. So there's that. Uh, but no, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for watching. Uh, let me know your thoughts on any of the things that I've said today. If there's something that you want to add, go ahead and throw that in the comments as well. And um, hit me up online. Hit me up on the Twitters and the TikTok, Carefree Blur. Hit me on the IG and the YouTube, Carefree Black Nerd. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, I'll get you on the next one. All right. <laughs>